My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Session. Jada Pinkett spills the tea on her longtime beef with Gabrielle Union. Kanye West continues to be foolish. And we're told by Bill Gates to start preparing for bioterrorism. We're still dry. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session! Hey, what's going on, John? How has your week been? You are so ugly. You are so (laughs) ugly. Not not the, the, hey, over it. Hey. You over over it, nigga. Are you mad? Are you mad at me? <laughs> be honest. I'm be not honest. over it at all. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I'm sorry. You know I'll be ugly. You know I'll be on black people time. You know I'll be talking. And I noticed, you know, I watch a lot of live shows too. So I'm like, even though I know I'm not on nobody's status or no kind of celeb or no shit like that. But I'll be like, all these oh niggas we start next shows. I'm like, all these niggas we start next shows late and so shit. You know, I got to just do three more things and I'll be ready. Like, I just got to pull me a drink up, you know, I got to relax, <laughs> I got to go over my notes, you know, so I'm sorry, oh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Angel Vandrina, but, um, you know, my week has been, you know, annoying as usual, all work, all work, um, this is my last week of classes before I start at nice. um, Chapel Hill, so, yeah, and I start that class um, that I'm taking at Chapel Hill on the 21st, so. I get a cute little week off, but you know I got some shit due tonight that I waited for <laughs> last minute to do, and I got a test tomorrow. Of course you have. I'm just yeah, just doing the most. But um, yeah, I mean I've been chilling. You know, a lot of things has been going on, inspiring things. You know, I've been getting to this bread. You know, and um, trying to make some real life moves out here. You know. And um, it, it's just crazy, like, just being off of social media and being able to focus. And, you know, I, I really just feel like I am in a better space, you know. And um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I'm I'm quite, you know, just happy and just, you know, go lucky and all that shit. But definitely I just feel more focused and I'm ready. And, you know, I feel like this is going to be a great year. You know, low key. That's good. Low key, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna and, pop know, back up my social crazy. media. Just go ahead. I'm listening. No, just it's crazy that you say that because a lot of people don't realize that you'll be on Facebook scrolling and seeing you know, 45 minutes have gone past. You're like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, shit! I've been scrolling through my damn phone looking at this bullshit for 45 minutes. Like, are you kidding? Right. Because you so, feel like you're gonna yeah, miss definitely. something and you don't really want to do the shit that you have to do. You know, so. Yeah, I mean it's good. Like I was telling somebody, I was telling some, I can't remember. I was telling somebody else yesterday though. 
you know, like how much I am grateful that I am off of social media. Like, just go ahead and delete that shit. Just delete your Facebook. Delete your Instagram. Just for <laughs> a good six months, I swear. It's got, that shit was, when it first, when I first did it, it was stressful. Like, I got anxiety from behind that because I really felt like I was missing something out on the world. But now I really I'm don't care. Like, I, it's just like, I honestly feel like probably how old people, old people feel when, like, you know, um, <laughs> We talk about like social media and we point shit out. Like I'll look at it or whatever, but it's just like it doesn't affect. It doesn't have that same effect. Like it was at one point where I would look at, you know, because all the racist things, I would question anytime I saw somebody from like you know a white person or whatever. And you know, I think about it. I was like, I don't encounter racist people on daily. I do encounter some, you know, like I deal with a bitch today, but um. <laughs> You know that's just not real. Like you know that the stuff that we see we, we see on the internet, it's just not. You know, it, it shouldn't affect our lives in the capacity that that it does. So, um, yeah. But what's been going on with you, Miss Angel Vandrina? Well, I'm a week off Facebook. I think I guess somebody tried. To oh my god! I did not know that you deleted your, you deleted your Facebook. Well, it well, I don't really. I guess it is deleted because people are even like, "Oh, we've been trying to find you," and I'm like, "Well, I don't have one." But um, but I guess somebody tried to hack into my page, or or um, I don't know what happened. But they okay. up there coming from we need an ID to verify. I'm not putting my ID on there. Mm-mm. So right. I guess I'm just gonna be all messed up. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> I don't need to care. I've just been posting more on Instagram and all of that stuff. Okay. I said, I how was. does it feel? I know you were annoyed at first. I was, and sometimes I still go to my Facebook app, and it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> 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 but any other than that, everything else has been pretty good. I just got off Molly's vacation. It's been absolutely lovely. School was over. I got two A's. I got an A minus an A. And a B plus on yes. my three courses. So I'm like, yeah, okay, and let's knock these next three courses out. And then after that, then you're done. Like, well, then two more after that. So, you know, um, four more months of school left. And I'm done. Get to the graduation, graduation. Yes, <laughs> yes. Over it. I'm over it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking done. I'm tired. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, know. I'm telling you, I know. But I don't know, you know. As I had these boys, we have to see the type of time I have, you know. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. They one pound. One of them is one pound one ounce. The other is one pound two ounces. So they right oh. there, neck and neck with each other, just being us mugs. Anyway, you know. <laughs> how you feel? A house full of niggas. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> Oh my goodness! I I mean, the thing is, you ain't gonna have to worry about like a motherfucker like getting missing and no shit like that. Cause, but at the same time, (laughs) you got to worry about damn. Is my television gonna get broke? Is my like wall gonna get broke? You know, you just got to check that. But I would much rather have boys than women. Like I, I love being around like girls. You know what I'm saying? And I fuck with women. But I just have I have three sisters, so I know the struggles of girls and the struggles of being around women and having to do with that, you know. There's nothing nice, you know. Women are nice to look yeah. at, child, but they a handful. 
You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yes, we are. We are a handful. But I'm excited about my three sons, and, you know, it's going to be like that. That's it. So I'm not sure if anybody knows, but I've been writing a book. Um, no, book we don't called... know that. Yes. Go on. Yes. Um, it's called, well, it's called These Eight Months. Now, it's a book throughout my pregnancy. I'm supposed to be having a, a twins at eight months. So, like, the cover of the book is, like, these nine months, and it's crossed out nine months, and it's, like, these eight months with, like, a photo of my stomach, you know. And, like, you know, just ugh mug. And pretty much going through all the chapters of how I'm dealing with my pregnancy and everything that's been going on with me and what I've been stressing out about and how I'm getting over it, work, just sex life, just everything, just going into some details that, Make it look left and right a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But um, it's I I've got I don't know 29 pages something like that on uh you know word document. So and I'm pretty much almost caught up with my experiences to date. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to I'm and I'm not I don't I'm not trying to like sell it or anything like that, but I do want to open up a page, um, maybe like on Facebook or something like that. I've been considering. And like just putting chapters on there, you know, and seeing oh. the type of feedback I get. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people out there that you know may have gone through the stuff that I'm going through. And it's just like, how do how how's anybody else dealing with this stuff right here? So it'd be good to get people, let people know what I'm going through. Anyway, yeah. No, I would love that. I definitely yeah. am gonna support. I'm gonna buy, you know, a I'm million not, I'm not copies. Anything. I mean, definitely, you know, everybody out here getting self-publishers, and I I have seen, what, like, two or three people that I know that have, like, recently came out with books and shit, so you definitely could, you know, just go ahead and get an independent editor and get that shit edited, and, you know, because I definitely would support and buy it, but, I mean, whatever you want to do, yeah, just mm-hmm. send me, you know, I'm always here to support, you know, but I, that definitely sounds, like, really dope, and that's a cute-ass idea, like, following your journey of pregnancy, you. you know. Angel Vondrina out here, you know, with twins, honey, because, oof. <laughs> oof. so funny. Calm down. And you're going to be I'm the next just, one with twins. Oof. Nigga. I know. Well, it won't be me carrying it, but, you know, I'm sure I'm probably going to want her to live with me, live in a house or whatever, and that shit probably is going to be psycho and hectic, but, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> is that a cigarette in your hand? Right. <laughs> Wait, you trying to eat now organic? Uh, you don't want no wild caught salmon? Uh uh-uh. uh. You you trying to get some farm raised salmon? Get the fuck out of here. Where do you think you at? Right. You got yeah, my baby in your belly. Right. <laughs> so funny. All right, y'all. Well, enough about us and everything that we've been doing to get it popping. Don't forget to check Instagram and sound. Right. That's and the it. Instagram. <laughs> right. I'm like, I mean, not even on Facebook. So, like, Instagram, SoundCloud, Blog Talk, always you can hit us up on Confession to Us. You can email us um, at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe, and tag us in that drama. Jean, why don't you go ahead and hit them with that young guy, confessional, sessional, questional, after the sparkle. Yes, confession, confessional, questional, sessional. Not this one. <laughs> what are some things that sounds like a compliment that are actually insults? Again, what are some things that sounds like a compliment 
that are actually in sauce. So let's get into those confessionals, Miss Angel Vondrina. Okay, y'all. So according to the shade room, Bill Gates participated in a discussion hosted by the Massachusetts Medical Society and New England Journal of Medicine on Friday, where he spoke about epidemics and pandemics. He warned that worldwide we are not making enough progress in pandemic preparedness. In the case of biological threats, that sense of urgency is lacking, he said. The world needs to prepare for pandemics in the same serious way it prepares for war. Last year, Bill Gates was a part of another discussion where he explained that bioterrorism is right up there with nuclear war and climate change, and that should terrorists get their hands on daily pathogens, they can create a pandemic that can kill as many as 30 million people in just a year. He believes that this can even happen within the next 10 to 15 years, whether it's caused by a quirk of nature or at the hands of a terrorist. Epidemiologist says a first, a fast-moving air pathogen can kill more than 30 million people in less than a year. Um, Bill Gates also mentioned that they say that it's reasonable, uh, it's, it's once again, it's likely to happen if experienced within the next 10 to 15 years. He also did a presentation um, via Business Insider of a simulation by the Institute of Disease Modeling, and he found that like a new flu, or like the new flu that killed 50 million people back in 1918 pandemic, this would more likely kill 30 million people in six months. So it, after everything, after his um his model, he found that actually instead of killing 30 million people in a year, that's cut in half, which is insane. And it can happen, you know, 10 years from now, shit, 37, that's, I'm young. What you talking about? So what's your thoughts on this, Jen? That is terrifying. You know, that's very scary. Um, and I believe it. I don't know. That That's what I want to learn. Bill Gates, you need to get to talking and, you know, let us know what we can do. <laughs> you know, this nigga, he's on a whole nother level where he has the coin to want to fight and save the world and the universe. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just really mm-hmm. scary. Like, how do you protect yourself from that? You know, and, and I'm not, honestly, it's like to say, but I'm not surprised that something like this can come about, you know, with the whole, um, beef between, you know, us and Russia or us and yeah, North Korea, yeah. you know, and everyone having, you know, um, weapons of, you know, mass destruction. Um, this is something that likely could happen, you know, but how do, what what can reverse that, you know? Um, we need more, They, I hope that they're investing more and, you know, trying to do more research to stop, to stop something like this, you know, or, or disarm or dismantle anything like this when it can't come mm-hmm. about. Um, but, yeah, that's terrifying. That, that's really scary. I know he spoke about it, you know, not too long ago when we talked about it on the show, but it's like he's speaking out, yep. speaking out about it again. Like, clearly, clearly, this is a serious situation, you know. So, I, agree. I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. This is something that needs to be taken, like you said, just serious as, you know, climate change. Like, are you kidding me? If there is a, a, an airborne pathogen and, it, and it's coming, you know, to kill 30 million people, we need to figure out what we can do. Can gas mask up? Is it, is it something that's going, you know, something that's going to melt the skin? Like, what what is going on? Like, I feel like right. these are the type of things that we need to be also focused on. 
you know, it's very important, especially if somebody can come up with something like this that can happen in our generation. I mean, in anybody's generation. But, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I could definitely see somebody coming up with some type of dangerous ass, you know, situation that can hurt millions of people. Definitely. Mm, I could pray and repent. And that's it. Lord. That's <laughs> all. all. Right, Jimmy, that's it. We're going to move on to the next topic, y'all. According to BET.com, earlier this week, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, who is 46 years old, revealed she and fellow Hollywood A-lister Gabrielle Union have been secretly feuding for nearly 20 years. While promoting her new Facebook talk show, Red Table Talk, Jada told Extra, I have a really touching episode with Gabrielle Union. We haven't been on the best of terms for 17 years, and we have a reconciliation. Um, however, Jada didn't reveal why the two had this beef. The folks at Gossip in the City reportedly know the origins of this beef, and it sounds petty as hell. It's all about jealousy. Gossip in the City reports on their Facebook page as a blind item. Um, Short had married an actor, business arrangement that helped both their careers just a couple of years in. Um, Tall, who's Gabrielle Union, got famous overnight. We assume Tall is supposed to be Gabrielle Union, and Short is supposed to be Jada Pinkett Smith. The report continues, young, gorgeous, everyone wanted her, including actor, who is Will Smith. He snapped her up immediately for um, for a movie he was doing. Again, if we are assuming this would be Will Smith, and the movie would be 2003's Bad Boys 2, which was 15 years ago, and the movie... Uh, he was doing. Again, if we are assuming this would be Will Smith and the movie uh, would be 2003's Bad Boys 2, which is 15 years ago, and the movie was a couple years in the making. But here's the jealousy part. They got along great, and everyone was commenting on how great they looked together, which um, which released pissed off short. Pure jealousy. Kind of hard to believe that Jada would let jealousy get the best of her, but they were both in their 20s at the time, so it was plausible. If it's true, this is what you call a grown woman growth. Um, kind of hard to believe. Oh, sorry. Hopefully, uh, Jada will reveal more on Red Table Talk, which she will host with her mother, Adrian Banful Norris, and her 17-year-old daughter, Willow Smith. So what do you think about that? Ow, my sons are kicking the hell out of me right now. <laughs> I'm eating some cookies. Sorry, y'all. Nigga, but, what um, kind? Chocolate chip? Yeah. Chocolate chip? No, just some Petty Graham. Okay. Yeah, something lame. No chocolate chip cookies here. <laughs> I think that that is so petty of them to have been mad for seventeen years over some bullshit. Like that's stupid. That's a that's that's really really dumb. Um, and who's jealous? Like these beautiful queens in their twenties. Like they both was fine as hell. They both fine as hell now. You know, so I can't even imagine, you know, I mean, yeah, they're both beautiful, you know, like, so there's no reason to be, you know, upset with each other. And I just feel like they shouldn't have let the beef last so long. They could have done lots of movies and other things together and let something so petty, stupid, and childish, um, you know, get them from making some money together. So... 
Right. Well, I feel like, in my honest opinion, and I, I don't think I should be saying this on here, but I'm still going to say it. I know what I you're going to like, say, so you about it. No, but I, I, honestly, I feel like that that honestly would start some real life beef. Like, I feel like Galilean probably slept, or it was something a little bit too much with Will Smith, you know, a little bit of flirtation. Clearly, he was, and that point was interested in him, and that's the reason why she don't fuck with uh, data pick or and vice versa, you know, because immediately when they when she talked about this, I, I automatically thought of Will. I was like, clearly it was either he messed with her or he was at one time interested in her or one time, you know, she's interested in him and they had a good relationship and she mm-hmm. took it too far, you know, sent some weird text messages that Jada Pink and Red, you know, to me that would be the only thing because clearly you're oh, a beautiful. Yeah. Woman. You yeah, know, but yeah, but um, you know, bad boys, you know, real sexual tension. So I mean, right, and, and a lot of times, and and that's the thing with being an actor is just like you have to be able to trust your partner because, I, in my honest opinion, I feel like a lot of times when you have those situations and those people are acting, they might really get into it for the acting. You know, they may originally feel like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I want to you know, make it hot and steamy, and then they real life get turned on. You know, I've heard of actors say, like, yeah. no, that, that's not it at all, you know, and it's actually disgusting. Like they say, uh, Megan Good, she makes an effort because she is gorgeous, she is beautiful. So she makes an effort to do shit to where you can't tell on camera, but her actor doesn't get too into it. Like, so she'll smoke cigarettes before, she'll eat a pound of shit that make her breath stink. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like yeah. nigga. So he, yeah, like she she'll do shit like that. So so the, her co-star be don't get too into it, you know. So maybe you should yeah. do shit like that, you know. And my opinion, I feel like it's smart. She's a married woman, you know. Mm-hmm. She don't want them doing too much, you know, doing just enough to to get that good on-screen gym kiss. But you know. <laughs> she's not trying to feel no boners up against her leg. None of that shit. Like you know so. Um, I, I I hope that they work it out. You know, I hope it wasn't nothing too deep. Cause child, if you fuck my man, I st- I can. Seventeen years later, I still can fuck with you, child. But you know, yeah. I hope that it wasn't none of that. I really do. You know, but Gabrielle Union, she gives me like you know, she interviews really well, and I always listen to her whenever she talks about it. She gives me she's a free spirit, so I I I can see her sleep at at one point sleeping with a married man. Or being like, yeah, he's fine. You know, we having a good time. I know he married, but whatever. I don't want him like that. You know, I can see her being that kind of girl. So, um, I think I think that it is petty, but at the same time, maybe a little deeper, and they're just not sharing enough. It is Hollywood at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but we'll see. Jessica Pinkett is like beautiful, so it's like girl. She's beautiful, but Gabrielle Union is more beautiful. <laughs> like, let's be for real. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be for real. Uh, well, like Jada Pick is gorgeous. Okay, but, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know what you got? And just because you know you may see somebody that's more attractive, like Will Smith, in my opinion, I feel like he's a good guy. Like, you know, and his wife, he do got a fine ass. Jada Pick is gorgeous, you know. And maybe he never did step outside of marriage, even though we heard a million rumors of, about both right. of them. Um right. But, I mean, who's to say, like, just because somebody looks good? But, yeah, Gabrielle Union is, is clearly prettier. And I, I do feel like she's had a better career than Jada Pickett, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, y'all. That's enough of that topic. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next. Okay. 
okay, y'all. So according to the shade room, R. Kelly says that he is heartbroken over sexual abuse allegation claims. He stated that they're just trying to attempt to kill his legacy. R. Kelly is claiming his innocence once again. <laughs> really, Jen? In a statement released on Friday, the R&B singer says he's heartbroken about the multiple sexual abuse allegations against him and says that this is just an attempt to distort and destroy his legacy. In the statement released by his management team, Kelly said that he is a God-fearing man, a son, a brother, and most importantly, a father. But the media, but the media has dissected and manipulated the false allegations. He added that the accusations um, perpetuated by the media is just an attempt to distort his character and destroy his legacy that he worked so hard to build. As far as the sex call accusations, the statement uh, R. Kelly said on Friday is that he has friendships, very close friendships with a number of women who are strong and independent, happy and well cared for, and free to come and go as they please. We deny um, the many dark descriptions put forth by instigators and liars who have their own agenda for seeking profit and fame. All of the women targeted by the current media onslaught are legal adults of sound mind and body with their own free will. Law enforcement officials in Atlanta and Chicago previously made um, wellness visits to check on the women in question and have found nothing to cause alarm. Um, the statement concluded. Can you believe he's heartbroken? Can you believe he's heartbroken? Fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how he feels. Fuck R. Kelly. Today, fuck him tomorrow, fuck him five years ago. I just don't, I never really was a fan of that nigga in the first place. You know, I know you are, Sandra Fontina, but, you know, he don't give a fuck about black women. You know, um, he's a fucking mess. I hope that he gets everything, he reaps everything that he has sold in life because he's a horrible nigga. Um, <laughs> and hopefully he's next in line behind Bill Cosby. Well, no, not after Bill Cosby. You know, Bill Cosby, then um, Harvey Weinstein, then R. Kelly. You know, all of them. Hopefully, they put them all in the cell together and have to deal with, you know, them taking advantage of, what you know, women Russell in the Simmons? past. Russell Simmons can go, too. Fuck Russell Simmons, too, John. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, come on. Like, are you serious, R. Kelly? Like, do you honestly feel like people believe you and they feel sorry for you? Ain't nobody no taking up for you but K. Michelle and Kiki Palmer. That's because she confused. Like, why is K. Michelle and Kiki Palmer taking up for him? Well, K. Michelle, you know, he was his her mentor at one point. And I'm sure he was fucking on her and being crazy to her, too. But K. Michelle is just a confused woman in life. Come on, we've seen this a million times. <laughs> and Kiki Palmer, I just feel like she just has never really been in... You know, I feel like she's politically correct, and she answered because during the interview with um with the Breakfast Club, she talked about R. Kelly, and she's just like, and I don't know about that. No, don't do R. Kelly like that. I love R. Kelly. You know, he put on for Chicago, blah blah blah. You know, and I think she just felt like that was the best answer to give. But bitch, you could just stay silent. You know, clearly this man right. has done so many wrongs to your exact demographic. You are a black woman from Chicago. Like, what? Like, no. Like, I'm sorry. He could have made a million number one hits. Like, you are a pedophile. Like, you have literally yeah. ruined the lives of many women and you don't care. And the only, the only reason why you're not suffering from it is because they were black women. 
So I'm glad that Time's Up, um, women of color are standing up against that and making sure that it gets handled. You know, and, and the fact that he's acting so surprised by it is just like, come on. <laughs> Like, yeah, if anything, it's just like maybe even if you didn't feel like you, you did this, even though we've seen you on camera, nigga, fucking a 15-year-old. But even if you felt like, okay, yeah, excuse I that. didn't see that. I did, well, I saw it a little bit. You know, I never seen it on my own. I remember I was in this, um, this group, um, and we were, like, going on a college tour, and, like, one of the boys was randomly watching it on his laptop, you know. Um oh, so I kinda cool. glanced at it but I didn't I I don't know what happened, you know. Um <laughs> but yeah, like come on. Come on. Robert Kelly. Like yeah. fuck fuck R. <laughs> Kelly. Fuck R. Kelly, for real. Whatever you get yeah. whatever I, you are getting done to you, you deserve, you know. You in the random universe you in, you and Kanye can go fuck yourselves, honestly. Oh my God! You know what? And on that note, let's just go ahead and talk about your favorite person in the world right now, Jean Kanye West. You're a bad person because he's not my favorite person. He used to be. You know, I used mm. to view this man as my favorite rapper, but uh, fuck Kanye too. Um, and this. Um, in, in his recent controversial Twitter storm, Kanye West showed support for Donald Trump, criticized Barack Obama, donned a sign uh, Make America Great Again hat, and revealed that he recently participated in an interview with Power 105's ones, uh, the Breakfast Club host Charlemagne the God. He said they talked about J. Virgil Obama Trump and mental health. Now the interview has surfaced. Um, Charlemagne opens the interview by asking Kanye mentally, where are you? He responds, I think I'm in a stronger place than I ever was after the breakdown or as I like to say, the breakthrough when asked about what he believes caused the breakdown, Kanye says fear, stress, control, being controlled, manipulation, like being a palm in a chess piece of life, stressing things that create like validation that I didn't need to worry about as much. I mean, this is about meeting president Obama and being called a jackass by the president. You know, he never called me to apologize. The same person that sat down with me and my mom, I think, should have communicated with me um, directly and been like, yo, yay, you you know what it is. I'm in the room, and it was just a joke. He adds, I just think that we were in a period where he had so much stuff to deal with. He couldn't deal with a wild card like me, he says. I think that's too unpredictable. Someone that wasn't being controlled by strategy and thoughts, but someone who's acting on feelings. Kanye also says, I'm your favorite artist. You played Touch the Sky at your inauguration. And now, all of a sudden, Kendrick and Jay and all the people you invite to the White House, like, now these your favorite rappers? I ain't got no problem with these rappers. But you know I'm your favorite. But I'm not safe. But that's why you love me. So just tell me you love me. And tell the world you love me. Don't tell the world I'm a jackass. I'm fighting hard enough. Something about me going on stage was similar to what you was, what you was doing. Because I'm fighting to break the simulation, break the setup. Uh, that didn't make no sense. From the Obama conversation, Kanye um, seeks into discussion of his infamous interruption at the 2009 VMAs. It's not that I'm particularly fighting for Beyonce's video. It's every time a war show has ever done that, just fucking with artists. We are highly sensitive people. Artists, 
That's what you love about us. So you're going to line up a bunch of artists and put us in some bum-ass suits and shit idea from like 200 years ago. We dress like we 200 years ago. Line up trying to wait for a gold statue and you're going to make us feel like shit. There's five of us and four of us got to go to our restaurant with our friends and be like, man, we ain't wearing nothing. Fuck that. Man, fuck that. Um, at another point, Charlamagne asked Kanye, do you think Donald Trump cares about black people? Kanye does not answer directly. He later says, however, the fact that he won approves something. It proves that anything is possible in America. Donald Trump can be president of America. Um, in addition, Ye says to Trump, when I see an outsider infiltrate, I connect with that. He also compares politics and music. I like to take Otis, chop it up. So what's the yay version? The yay version would be the Trump campaign and maybe the Bernie Sanders principles. That would be my mix and stuff, but I think both are needed. Other topics covered during the interview include Beyonce, Jay-Z, Twitter, and more. Charlemagne brings up Jay-Z's 444 lyrics about giving yay 20 million without blinking. Kanye replies, the concept that you gave me that he gave me the money, that's what frustrated me because actually the money was he got from Live Nation. He, Rock Nation, was managing me at the time. That's something normal that someone gives someone a touring deal. It was a touring deal. But the fact that it was worded that it came from him, I'm a very loyal, <clears throat> sorry, I'm a very loyal person. And, um, you know, it just put me under a bit more of a kind of control situation. It's like, um, I don't, I'm only acting out of love. I don't need to be controlled. I just need to be inspired and informed. And I can be the best yay in that way. Um, in addition, Kanye says, so Jay did something that was positive, but the fact that I didn't receive the information in the right way. Later, Kanye talks about currency stating when I saw Ter Harry Tubman on the $20 bill, that was when I used Bitcoin. Um, it's like all the slave movies. Why you got to keep reminding us about slavery? Why don't you put Michael Jordan on the $20 bill? Near the end of the interview, uh, Charlemagne, um, during the end of the Charlemagne interview, Kanye discusses his work with Paul McCartney. You're not in control of your life anymore. At that point, you can easily be manipulated, he says. A whole album with Paul McCartney could end up becoming a single for Rihanna because you're trapped in this box of the idea of your perception, music industry, this and that. Um, he also was on TMZ. And that interview was released the same day. And he started talking oh uh, about his love for Trump. And he also invited, I can't think of the girl's name. And he had a bunch of ridiculous things to say. And I realized that Kanye West was a fucking psychopath. Um, he stood <laughs> up. <laughs> he stood up and, you know, yelled. It was talking about how he got liposuction uh, for his wedding because he did not want people making fun of him like they made fun of Rob. And um, he also said that um, he's being free and all this other bullshit. And yeah, the nigga just clearly lost his mind. What do you think, Miss Angel Vandrina? Yeah, mentally, he is crazy. Um I know stress can have you, you know, break down. I know my husband always talks about, uh, you know, his stress levels and how that's going to make him have a heart attack, you know, this kind of another. But this nigga is tripping, talking about all this stuff. Like, Kanye West is really crazy. And then the fact that um, he was talking about, so did he say, oh, okay, so did Obama call him a jackass? 
Yes. I can't remember okay, what happened. So. I want to say it was, was it um, when Taylor Swift, I think it was that situation. It was like Taylor Swift had walked on stage doing the VMAs, oh, yeah, and okay. then somebody asked about him. He was like, he's a jackass. And, but he was just really, <laughs> like, joking and laughing. I can't remember what the situation was, but I want to say it was because of Taylor Swift, that whole situation. Okay, well... It, to me, it's starting to make sense. He's being extremely petty. So he's mad at Obama for calling him a jackass. He's talking about some shit that happened years ago. And he's bringing it up in an interview with Charlemagne. Like, for what? What are you even, like, who gives a fuck? And this is the reason why you want to talk shit about him because he's probably a jackass. Like, you petty as hell holding on to that old ass um, grudge. And then last, <clears throat> what's wrong with dressing like, you know, you from 200 years ago? Because what was wrong 200 years ago? I mean, slavery was a choice, according to him. So what is he talking about? Like, he just all over the place. He mismatched. Then he talking about how he got lipo. Like, that's not nobody's business. He doing the most. But, you know, he that lipo went to waste because he gained weight all over again. There was no point for him to get it. <laughs> so, um, <sighs> anyway. He's crazy. What's your thoughts on this man? I'm just so disappointed in that man. I'm just hurt. <laughs> I'm just hurt. But, uh, no, I mean, Kanye's disgusting. Like, at one point, I really felt like Kanye was, like, my favorite rapper fucking ever. You know, I, I definitely bought his whole catalog. Um, and I can remember, like, certain albums and me being at, you know, certain points in my life. I remember um, graduation, and I had recently transferred to, you know, high school, and it wasn't Nicolay. Um, and it was, I ended up transferring from another high school because I was like back and forth from between my parents, and my mother she put me in, into this like Lutheran private school, and I fucking hated it. And I remember that album kind of got me through. Um, I remember my twisted dark fantasy, and you know, going into work, and you know the beginning of adulthood and, you know, thinking I was grown and just listening and, you know, <laughs> and that also was like back when I was blogging too and watching the whole, um, the the videos and the, the visuals behind my sister dark fantasy. Like I remember all that shit. Like I used to fuck with Kanye hard, you know, and it's so many times I've given this man chances and, um, I tried to look at the bigger picture because a lot of times when he says things, it makes sense. You know, he says mm-hmm. what a lot of people are thinking, but nobody wants to say it, you know. and mm-hmm. But I feel like this time he took it too far. You know, slavery yeah. wasn't a fucking choice. If you got beat into a fucking viewpoint, you know, it's like, it's like, like fucking animals. You fucking beating on your dog all damn day for any little mm-hmm. thing. They just gonna walk around nervous. Like what? Like what do you think? Like yes, they could have camp come together and outsmarted. But it's just like if you were tortured and your parents were tortured, your grandparents were tortured. You were being taught to listen, and this is a normal way of life. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you are saying like, you know. It was a whole mindset, and they could have outnumbered them and outpowered them. Yeah, that's true. But the likelihood of that happening after them seeing so many people that did try to do that, murdered, and, you know, um, what did we learn from the um, birth of a nation? What was the guy? I I can't forget. I can't remember his name. But they skinned that motherfucker. 
and they used his body for grease, and they, you know what I'm saying, they churned him and tortured him, you know, after they hung him, like, that's what black people at that time saw. You know, they, they didn't see a way out. You know, you and you can't fault them. We know more now. But I mean, clearly, if you up here standing up for Donald Trump, you would have been one of them cool niggas too. So come on, like yep, fuck Kanye. Exactly. I, I I can't. I I can't. <laughs> I can't support that. Like I'm sorry, and I'm so pissed because, you know, I can't listen to this music. But it's just like he's producing all these other artists that I fuck with. You know, he got this new song with Christina Aguilera that I feel like is a hit. I'm just like, damn. You know, he got this new song with Travis Scott, which I feel like is a hit, and I'm like, damn. But I'm not listening to his own music. I'm not listening to his projects. I'm not. But I can't turn my back on Tiana Taylor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I know that shit about to be fire, child. But I'm just so disappointed in Kanye. I, I am. You know, yeah. it really did. Like, watching that I. interview on TMZ, it really it really hurt my feelings. Like, I got teary out at one point because I was just like, this nigga clearly lost his mind. Like, he clearly, this genius, this man that has, his music has helped me through certain points in my life as, you know, growing up being an adolescent, you know, he's gone. Like, he's not, that's not Kanye. Like, it, he's not coming back. He's done. That motherfucker's already preparing yeah. to die. And you can tell, you know, it, it's just sad. Well, y'all, it is sad. We're going to move on to our final topic of the evening. All right, y'all. So final topic of the evening. According to NarCity.com, Kevin Hart speaks up about his best friend and tried to blackmail him with an old sex tape. If you follow Kevin Hart on Twitter, you might have seen a strange and emotional tweet from him a couple of days ago in the afternoon, while very cryptic and vague, many thought it was over Kanye West and the recent political and cultural statements he's been boldly making online and in interviews. However, the true story of Kevin's tweet has finally been revealed. The tweet said, mind blown, hurt, at a loss for words and simply in complete disbelief at the moment. Wow. Kevin Hart was mind blown, hurt, and at a loss for words. And in disbelief because authorities announced that they had charged his best friend, um, one of his old friends, for trying to extort him for money during his cheating scandal a few months back. The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office announced charges against Jonathan Jackson, 41, who allegedly tried blackmailing the comedian last year. Kevin Hart's longtime, longtime friend, Jackson, 41, was charged with attempted extortion and extortion by by threatening letter after attempting to blackmail Kevin Hart for undisclosed amount of money with a video that he secretly recorded of Kevin Hart having sex with a woman in Las Vegas. According to prosecutors, he also allegedly tried to sell the video clips to different celebrity news publications. It was around the same time last year that Kevin posted a video apology to his wife and children on Instagram, coming clean about the whole cheating scandal. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. What's your thoughts on this, Jen? Uh, <laughs> I'll try to join in on that part. But, um, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you got to watch. You got to watch some people that you. Friend, like, 
Yeah, I mean, that's, clearly that's not a problem. But I mean, there's, there's some people in your life that you feel like they have good intentions and they don't. You know, um, and money changes people. Not you, but the, not just you, but the people around you. Um, so, I mean, I'm not surprised. They said that it was uh, back in the day. It was like it was a whole cover up. It was, it was a whole scheme behind this, and the girl was involved in some, you know, some backhanded shit. So I, I was mm-hmm. just waiting to find out, but. You know, I'm sure that it's hurtful to find out somebody that you consider your best friend do some shit like that to you. But niggas be hating. Mm-hmm. You know, your career took the fuck off. You out here winning. You know, at one point, you might have been the bum in the crew. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you might have looked up to this person, and then you clearly just outgrew them, outshine them, like, just doing so much better. You know, they feel like you disrespecting your wife on top of that, like, you disrespecting everybody, and they just, and they mad, you know? Um, but it does suck. I'm sure that shit is hurtful. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised. And fuck whoever that guy is. Like I, um, they said he was on this on recent movie. I think it's called Naked or something like Naked with the Waynes, um, Marlon Waynes. But I've never heard of him. You know. But yeah, that is psycho. Cause now you have to go to prison for trying to when well, you could have worked for it, nigga. You around all these influential people, influential, influential influential, sorry, I can't talk, people, <laughs> your best friend's fucking Kevin Hart. Like, you can get no opportunities from him. And you can do this at all, get some support from him, from your best friend. Yeah, like, that's some it. fucked up shit, child. What this you think? This nigga said 100 million cash, fuck a friend. Okay. <laughs> He's tripping. I think that's horrible, you know, that you can't trust people. You know, but Kevin Hart's stupid too. Like, what would you doing? Like, bro, I'm about to get ready and go cheat on my wife with a this bitch over here. Like, what? What were you doing? Like, how did he even know to do that? How did everybody know each other? How did this even happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there was a lot of work put into this this scandal. You know, so it's just crazy. Um, I, when I hear about extortion from whomever, it really doesn't surprise me because everybody's always out to get somebody. So that's just my opinion on it. Like Kevin Hart shouldn't be all heartbroken, said in disbelief behind it. Motherfuckers is fake. Like, and that's what, come on now. Stop having best friends. Shit. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add to this, John? No, uh, wait, fuck Kanye, fuck, um, R. Kelly, and fuck Kanye, um, not Kanye, fuck Kevin Hart, old best friend, fuck all of them. Fuck Bill Cosby, too. <laughs> That's it. Fuck Fuck them. <laughs> all right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and move on to our question of the day. What are some things that sound like a compliment? But are actually insults. Send those things to us at confessions the number two us at gmail.com. John, what are some things that people have said to you before that you'd be like, oh, thank you? But then you think about it and you'd be like, bitch, what? What's that you said to me? I mean, well, you know, I'm king yo yo, so I lose and gain weight like night and day. But definitely when I was <laughs> on my smaller end and people reminded me how fat I was and just like you look so good now, like you went from so and so to so and so. Um <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, so when you saw I was big, you never told me that I was big and disgusting or anything. Like you gonna wait till I'm small to tell me like how fucking gross <laughs> I was and everything. Um 
but that I, I will say that's something that I experienced personally. But I, for some reason, I was thinking about um, I was listening to the read on the way home when I actually was, which is bad. I shouldn't be reading shit while I'm driving. When I was reading over the topics and the question of the day, but um, oh it's funny because one of the characters from um, Dear White People, um, the main character's best friend. I can't think of nobody's name right now, but um, <laughs> she's a darker skinned girl, beautiful, gorgeous. But um, she was saying how people always tell her like she's pretty for a dark skinned girl, and I feel like that is a yeah. fucking insult. It's just like what, like what yeah. does that mean? Like what does that mean? Exactly. Like dark skinned women yeah. are fucking beautiful. Black women are beautiful. Like you don't have to be a certain complexion to be beautiful. Like people need to get that shit out their hand. Head. I've seen so many ugly fucking light skinned people. I've seen so many ugly fucking white girls with blue eyes and blonde hair. So it's just like, mm-hmm. come on. What about you? What have you heard? Yeah, um, like like the whole your hair looks nice today. Hmm? Are you look good today? Hmm? But I'm like, I, I say that. I've actually people. said that to somebody being shady before because I didn't really like the person. <laughs> they did look cute that day, and I'm like, oh, you look cute today. <laughs> yeah, you be saying that sometimes to me. I say that all the time. Like, oh, you look nice. That's a nice shirt you have on. You know, right. yeah, bitch. Today, only today. Or um, like like you carry your weight well. Like, I really don't like that. Like like even the last like few days, like people have been like, oh my god, like well, like you know, are you losing weight? Have you gotten smaller? And I'm like, it's, it's I think like a, a couple people said it to me. I'm like, looking like yeah, I have. Like, oh, like, bro, I might be six months pregnant and I'm losing weight. What kind of shit is that? Like, for people to notice, like, oh, you look good. You don't even look like you. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. I'm telling you I look better six months pregnant than I did when I wasn't pregnant at all. Hmm. Interesting. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just think also, like, those type of things, like how you say you look cute to be a uh, – you know, like you're you're pretty for a black girl, or you're funny for, you know, you're cool to be a girl. Any of those type of things are, they sound like they're I, remember, nice. I remember one time, um, this white girl, when I first met her, cause she was like my home girl's like best friend, and she was like, "You a fine black boy," and I remember I took offense to that. My mom was just like, um, "You're a fine um, black boy." I remember I told my mom about it. She was just like, "What?" I mean, she she took it as, like, literally was just saying, like, you fine, like, and you got to think about, like, you know, motherfuckers, if somebody's dark-skinned, um, and people be like, well, if it's, like, a dark-skinned nigga, you'd be like, damn, that fine-ass chocolate nigga, compared to, you know, if she would have been, mm-hmm. like, you fine for a black boy or a black guy, you know, but I still was just, like, first of all, don't call me no boy, and then second off, it's just, like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> Where, well, out here is attractive. So, huh? How old were you? I was like, this is when I had, I was like maybe down here for like two years. I was like maybe like 21, oh, 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So did you snap on it? I was just, I just looked like, what? Like, girl. <laughs> girl, please. You're not even half my type, bitch. Um. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it for our question of the evening. But before we leave, Jean, do you have anything that you're going to confess your love to this evening? Of course. Of course. Of course. I'm confessing my love for um, dear white people. 
I just talked about it, but it's a show on Netflix. Season two started May the fourth. Um, I'm like second episode in. I'm always I'm always so fucking busy, but it's just like one of those shows. Like once you get started, you can't put it down. But I I unfortunately had to have put it down. But it's just such a great show. Like it follows you know these young black students in um at an Ivy League university. I don't know if you've seen the show Angel Von Junior, but I feel like I've no. talked about it before. But um, yeah. Is Logan Browning, who she was on um, House of Pain, um, or meet? No, she's on Meet the Browns. So it's like Logan Browning. Um, it's also um, you know these other girls, and and um, they're just out here just living their best lives, and you know dealing with racial tension and just being dope as fuck. And it's just so clever, it's so witty, it's so fucking hilarious. And they touch on a lot of issues. They talk, they talk about you know like being gay, colorism in the black community. You know what I'm saying? Being black in a you know institution and also in a um, upper echelon or or a quote unquote high society and dealing with that. You know, and dealing with quote-unquote woke white people and people that, you know, feel like they are down and, you know, it's just, it's so many issues that issues that they touch on. I feel like it's so cleverly written and just so dope, so amazing. And it's an addictive show to watch, so yeah, hopefully I can watch a good two, three episodes. I got some homework and shit to do, but um, after that, yes, niggas is ready to watch Dear White People. What do you confess your love for, Miss Angel Fondrina? Um, well, I'm going to confess my love for Hooked on Phonics this evening. You guys, I'm not sure. I may have already confessed my love for Hooked on Phonics before, but my son is just learning so much. He's learning the letters. He's doing so good. And I just feel like between, you know, some days like yesterday, we only spent, I believe, like 10 minutes going through, you know, four lines of words. And he just went through them so quick. I was just like, okay, I think you're ready for the next chapter. Like, you know, so if you guys have an opportunity to, you guys have a little kids. My son is five. You know, he was still having a little bit of issues with certain letters, like even like um, like trying to do hooked on finance. But you, just been a reminder. He's like, oh yeah, you know, and able to get the letters. But I mean, it's not that expensive. You can get the application. He does it on. Uh, we've been working in the book for the last four days only, and not the actual computer. I mean, not the uh, iPad or anything like that. So it's been helping out a lot, and it's awesome. And I forget, maybe it's, you know, a couple dollars a month they send you books and everything in the mail. It's super dope. And if you have kids that had a hard time, you know, with identifying words, Hook on Phonics is definitely the issue. So go to the app store and purchase that app. Um, John, before we end the show this evening, is there anything that you are doing on next Sunday for Mother's Day? Um, not next Sunday, but um, definitely during the week because, uh, you know, I have the show and also I have to work during the day. So it's just going to be really stupid. Like, I mean, I guess I could be like, hey, mama, cook dinner for you. But, uh, you know, uh, if you don't mind, just. You know, going to be quiet in that room for a good two hours. But uh, wow. during the week, you know, I was gonna invite, her, I was gonna invite her over, and you know, we cook and chill and talk, and you know, because we both work so much, we're always so busy. So it'd be good to see um, her. But yeah, do you have anything yeah. that you are planning um, on doing? I don't know. I want to take my mom out to like a, a paint thing. I just want to go, just me and her, just go and do some painting and talk and. Um, and I got her, like, this big card. And that's pretty much it. That's really all I can think of. But I haven't 
Like, me and my mom by ourselves, we don't go out like that. Like, it's rare. So, mm-hmm. like, it's always me and her, or me and her, and my sister. I mean, me and her, and my sister, or me, um, her, and my pops, or her, and my pops. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never buy gifts for just me and her to go and hang out together. So, I think this Mother's Day, I'm going to buy something. Just so me and her, we have some time to actually talk and stuff like that. Because I'd be busy. And she get on my nerves sometimes. So, <laughs> so I think that it would be nice for us to have, like, maybe a glass of wine and, you know, go do some painting. And, you know, before she gets too messed up, take her back to the crib and have a good one. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Well, Jen, if there's nothing else, then we're going to go ahead and say buenos noches. <laughs> 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 Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to our show this evening. You can expect to hear from us next Sunday on Mother's Day, May 13th at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. And we want to hear from you, so don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in their drama and send those emails to us at confession, the number two, us at vino.com. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, Jeno Dello, and you are listening to the one and the only confession session. Good night, man. Good night, janitor. Cheers. Cheers. You're so ugly. My heart skips skipping the beach and not close enough so that space between you and me let's lose it the way you're dancing swaying to the music girl that body and how you move it every time you cross my mind girl I lose it Alexa play the country heat playlist okay with Amazon music a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you gonna do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.